This podcast is for general informational purposes only and represents the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, but more importantly leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews not only help us grow listeners, but also help us grow as a show, improve our content, and make us better. I want to know uh, which of these things, which of these lists I'm going to go down gives you the feels the most in any way, happiness, sadness, nostalgia. The Dolphins last week, of course, lost to Kansas City. Don't turn away. We're not going to talk about the Dolphins. It's going to be something else. But um, they haven't won a playoff game since January 5th of... I'm sorry, since 2000? December 30th, uh, December 30th of 2000. 2000. Yeah. And this is what was going on in the world on or around December 30th. Hey, it was Y2K, of, no? Of 2000. Yeah. No, this, Y2K already happened. Yeah. But this was, really this happened. is what was going on on or around December 30th of 2000. Um, the World Trade Center, the original World Trade Center, the Twin Towers were still standing. Mm-hmm. And we were a good a good year and a half away from the terrorist attacks of 9-11. Vladimir Putin was not yet president of Russia. It, do you guys know who it was before him? Gorbachev? Was it Gorbachev? No. No, that was before <laughs> that. That, that was, was before, before that. that. Gorbachev it, was the 80s. It was Boris Yeltsin. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Yeltsin. Yes, <laughs> yes. Boris Yeltsin was about to resign as president. But he, he can't even stand it. He had to go. He had to go. He had to go. He couldn't even stand it. Steph, Where did you go? It's okay. It's okay, Steph. It's okay. We're going to talk okay about the Lions. things wrong sometimes. It's okay. I got to let my dog out oh, before okay. he starts yapping, so... The the GOP frontrunner George W. Bush won the Iowa caucus, and the current president William Jefferson Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false. Delivered his last State of the Union, or was going to deliver his last State of the Union in about a month. The Y2K bug that year had turned out to be absolutely nothing. Nothing, yeah. Like the prophecies for the end of the world. Yeah. The world did not end. Yeah. The Miami Heat played their first game at the brand new American Airlines Arena. 
tech investor Mark Cuban had just bought the Dallas Mavericks. Michael Jordan unretired yep. to play for the Washington Wizards. Remember that one. <laughs> LeBron James was still in high school. Wow. <laughs> Kurt Warner, Dan Marino, and Steve McNair were still playing football. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Aaron Judge was seven years old. <laughs> yeah. The top three movies in America. Number three, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Did you see that one? Nope. Nope. Do you even know what that movie is? Nope. No? Okay. No. Um, it's a uh, Matt Damon joint. Oh. Was um, a kid there? I don't know. With or without movie? Ben Affleck? Um, without Ben Affleck, I believe. It's a good movie. You really should see it. Um, number two, The Green Mile. Oh, oh yeah. It's a good one. It's on Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that one gives that one that one gives you the feels. I, yeah, I might have cried. I might have cried. Yeah, that was a good one. It's a really it was a good, good one. movie. Yeah. And number one, I really couldn't believe this when I looked this up. It was Stuart Little. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Over the I mean, green I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the number one movie in America wow. on uh, December thirtieth, two thousand. Crazy. And the top song in America. Do you want to guess? Some no. Britney Spears thing or. No, it was Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Oh, Thomas. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it yeah. depends on what charts you're listening to. Well, this was the Billboard uh, Top 100 for okay. that week. Gotcha. For that week. Yeah, so that was that I was mean, going on. I wasn't on. born for any of this, so. You weren't born. That's right. You're, you're, that's it. right, because you're 23 <laughs> years old. That's right. One, get it right. That's right. You just, you just have learned to drink. Yeah. Yeah, you're just legally allowed to drink. Yeah, um, I was I was in I had just finished my first two years of med school, and I was finally back in America. The shout out St. George's, uh, that's where I was. Yeah, I was in high school. <laughs> I was in my year. I was in grad school. I was in my first year of grad school, and I was working at PetSmart. Yeah. That that's yeah. what was going on the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game. Wow! And I believe that playoff game was the Lamar Smith playoff game. Was that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. That was the one they beat the Colts at home, and um, he ran for like two hundred yards. And I didn't watch it because it wasn't on TV. It was blacked out at home because it didn't sell out. I had to listen to it on the radio. You had a radio? <laughs> That's right. I had a radio. I was in the car listening to was it on the radio. Was your TV in color or black and white? Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. The best, the best question I think my older kid asked me was, when Grandma and Poppy were kids, was everything in black and white or did they have colors too? Because it wasn't just TVs that were in black and white. Apparently, the whole world, the world. was in black. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Wow. Right? Okay. Well, I got something. I got something that might or might not be better. So you got to tell me whether or not that list 
was better than the one I'm about to tell that you. That list was a little bit depressing because that was depressing. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. dolphins, and we should be watching a damn game today. Yeah, and, and you make you feel so old. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. well, tell me if this one makes you feel older because this afternoon, Tampa Bay goes to Detroit. Your new favorite team, Steph. Yeah. Go blue. And Detroit had not won a playoff game um, in 30 years, and they won last week. And now they have an opportunity to go to the NFC Championship game, and they haven't done that since, and I want to get this right, January 5th, 1992. That's the last time they went to the NFC Championship game, and they had Barry Sanders at that Mm. time. Um, and this is what was going on in or around January wow. of 1992. So you tell me which, which of these lists you like better. You are babies. Okay. I was four years old. <laughs> okay. The first World Trade Center attack was still two months away. Now, now, if the children that listen to the show are like, what do you mean the first, the first. World Trade There was a first World Trade Center attack where they bombed, they bombed the basement and it didn't work. Yep. That was the first World Trade Center attack. And that was still two months away. The Long Island Lolita, Amy Fisher, was sentenced to 5 to 15 years for shooting Mary Jo Buttafuoco. And that was Her an enormous story. I've been with people. That was huge. I was I, living in New York at the time, and that's all you heard. It was an enormous story. <laughs> it was. I I remember that story as a oh, as a who people old. again. Do you want to summarize the story for the children? <laughs> oh, Steph, Steph, Steph. Here. You should like. I mean, you I don't. Know envious of my on my youth shirt shit. Basically, you guys are hating on my youth. Go Amy on. Fisher was in love with Jody, but Joey Butterfuco, Butterfuco. And who is Joey Butterfuco? Butterfuco. And Joey from Friends. His wife um, was apparently in the way of her having a relationship with him. And so she went to the house and shot her. Just opened the door and boom, right in the face. Yeah. And it was and it was a huge story in New York because of this this kind of, you know, like hey, are you doing? Uh, you know, that kind of Joey Butterfuco. Butterfuco, you know, this kind of Italian mock and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't they weren't associated. It was just this no, random it crime. Was just, yeah. This was someone who was in love yeah. with this woman's husband. And she figured that she should yeah, get something. her out of the way. That's right. Um, then President George Herbert Walker Bush sent 28,000 troops to Somalia. And why does that even matter? Because that ended up as, then this is of course where the children were in all their history. That became a movie called Black Hawk Down. Mm-hmm. I've seen a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where that movie that's came from. That's where that came from. <laughs> the Somalia incident. Mm-hmm. Then San Francisco wide receiver Jerry Rice caught his NFL record 101st touchdown pass in a win over the Dolphins at Candlestick Park. You remember Candlestick, Candlestick Park? Park. <laughs> where did they play yesterday? They played at like Levis Stadium or some. some Something like that. New monstrosity that they just built a few years ago. It was they were still playing at Candlestick Park, where they play baseball at the time too. Mm-hmm. More San Francisco stuff since we we're going to do that motif. San Fr- the San Francisco Giants had just signed free agent Barry Bonds away from the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
NBC announced that Cheers would go off the air wow. next year. Remember Cheers stuff? Everybody. Yes. No. Yeah, I remember. No. Okay. All right. It's in history books. The, <laughs> the, the history books. Was it black and white for you too? <laughs> the the NHL awarded franchises to Miami and Anaheim. Uh, you're going to love this one, Steph, I think. This one might be your favorite. The Orlando Magic hit 14 three-pointers in a game, too shy of the record. Just that? At the time. <laughs> At the time. <laughs> how many How many does Steph hit in a game now? It's like 20 or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it was, uh, it was a big deal. The Magic had hit 14 three-pointers and everyone was losing their mind. Yeah, not as full scene one quarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The top three movies at this time in 1992. Number three, A Few Good Men. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Good one. Good one. Number two, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And number one was Aladdin. Yeah. With uh, the original Aladdin. The original, the cartoon. Yeah, the yeah, cartoon. yeah, the cartoon one. Yeah, the yeah, cartoon, yeah. cartoon yeah. not the live action. Yeah. That's a good one. Top song kind of movie in 1992? No idea. She's dead. Aaliyah? Aaliyah? No, Aaliyah didn't die until 2000-ish. Um, oh, Whitney Houston? It's a cover. Whitney oh, Houston? It's a cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Will Always yeah. Love You? The body the part wasn't listed in those movies. It wasn't. That was a good three. movie. That was a great movie. Wow. Kevin Costner. Yeah. So of those, which of those made you the most? I mean, I was 16. I had just turned 16. In 1990? 92. What are we just turned 16? 92. No, I was not 16 yet. That's it. That's that's a sentence. Wow. That's <laughs> I was so not. I don't even think I was a was I a teenager? You know, I think I remember I that Lions I game. I don't think I, I was a teenager yet. I remember it because they played Washington in that game, in the NFC championship game, and they got rolled. And then Washington went on to beat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl that year, the Bills second Super Bowl that they blew, of course. Because that's all they're very good at is blowing Super Bowls and jumping through tables. But I, that's what I remember it. I remember rooting for Barry Sanders because I thought he was uh, the best running back in the league. I still believe that he, <laughs> had he not retired, would have been the best running back in the history of football. I mean, I didn't see Jim Brown play, but everyone says Jim Brown is the greatest player ever. And who might in, that, in that period, maybe, yeah. I, I, I mean, okay. Well, okay. I, I won't argue that, but in my in my history of watching football, Barry Sanders was the greatest runner I've ever seen, better than Emmett Smith, and I think he would have beaten all of Emmett Smith's records had he not retired early. The Lions destroyed two careers, and if you want to count Matthew Stafford, we can count three careers. But they destroyed they destroyed two careers that could have been the greatest careers at their position. They destroyed Barry Sanders' career because he retired early and was like, "F this." And they destroyed yeah. Chad, uh, Calvin Johnson, who could have been the greatest receiver ever. 
because he was enormous and he just he could not be stopped. And here they are now. You know, none one. of these lists are, are really making me happy right now because... <laughs> Which one made you less happy? <laughs> I think talking about the dolphins made me less happy because we're sitting there last night in the afternoon watching the games and we're like, we should be watching our game this week. We should be watching them. Yeah. I have my parking passes. They're sitting in a drawer that I can't do anything with. I don't know if I can even <laughs> sell them on eBay as souvenirs at this point, but it's sad. So well, they should have managed to play at home. You know, record matters. That's so. right. That's right. And you know what it was? It wasn't even the Bills game. It was they blew a 14-point lead with three minutes the left. The Titans. Mm -hmm. It was the Titans game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, had it we won that, we wouldn't be in the position. We it were. wouldn't have even, the Bills game wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Because they would have already had the number two seed. Thought, thought they could have rested everyone mm -hmm. after the Baltimore game. They wouldn't have had sure. to worry about it. But, you know, if you believe in the conspiracies, it's not part of the script. The script didn't have them blow a 14-point lead with three. No, but the script also didn't have them in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. Well, I do not have a Super Bowl. Because the script has a purple and a red team in the Super Bowl. According yeah. to the conspiracy about the logo for the Super Bowl. We don't believe in conspiracies. I'm going to ask Aaron Rodgers what he thinks. <laughs> When we get Aaron Rodgers when on the show. When we get Aaron Rodgers on. Actually, you know what? Gavin Stone confirmed the media yeah. narrative part. So we so should actually. Screening from the real issue. At least, at least, in, at least right. in, uh, in England. At least. Yeah, it's not just in England. If, if, <laughs> if MI5 is doing this or MI6 is doing this, you damn better believe CIA is doing it too. And, and I just want to plug a book here, Chaos, that I'm reading right now. It confirms that the CIA and the FBI was doing home ops uh, in the 60s. And if they're going to do it in the 60s, uh, they're, they're, look. They're doing it now. Yeah. I'm just saying. I say we, we petition for Aaron Rodgers to come on the show. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Look, you can't go on McAfee anymore. We have an Come extra box. Us. We have Come an extra box. Us. Come hang with us. We could talk about the media. We'll just let Put you us speak on the map, about the Aaron. media. Put us on the map. Come on, Come on, Aaron. You, we'll just give you, you know, we'll give you half an hour to come on and... Um, say whatever you want to say. I mean, look, you could say what you want to say. We'll... Okay, Aaron. This is your invitation. Free invitation, Aaron Rodgers, to come on our show at, as as you did on McAfee. We are much cooler, though. We are much cooler than McAfee. We are. We don't yell. We don't yell. We don't, we don't stand up. We're a lot more chill. Yeah. We sit down. We, wear, we, we, have, wear, we wear full length. We, I was going to say, we don't wear tank tops. <laughs> we, we, you know, it's athletic clothes, but you know, we, we'll dress up for you. You won't see yeah. my own beats. That's, That's right. Yeah. And we're AFC fans, except for Steph, who will pretend he's not a Lions fan. He's not really a Lions fan. He's not really. No, a Lions. I'm, I'm, He's not I'm really a Lions fan. Lions. I think I'm what you're Lions. doing is supporting Dan Campbell, who should have been the Miami Dolphins head coach. Yeah. At Stop. That and I'm supporting Stop. the underdogs. Stop. Let's end the segment with an invitation to Aaron Rodgers to come on the show and discuss the media. A. Aaron and A. Aaron to come on the show and discuss whatever he wants. Serious invitation, Aaron Rodgers. Come on. I don't want to watch this. Is there anything else on? Time to get the best opinions in the podcast industry. It's the Reluctant Sports Fan. Welcome back, Maria. Thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Why maybe? Was it that bad last time? <laughs> How do you think you did last week without looking at my sheet? Because because I, you can see you can see my sheet without looking at my sheet. How do you think you did last week? Um, I, I, I honestly, I have no idea. You have, really, you have no idea. How you I'll did. tell you why I have no idea. Why? One, because I forgot what I chose. And you two, forgot all the games you picked? Oh, nearly. And two, because I don't think I watched most of them. Which one did you watch? The Dolphins game. And? I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I watched it too. <laughs> you're, you're no longer a Dolphins fan? Is that, that what happened? <laughs> How did you pick that up? Yeah. Wait, I think I only watched half of it. I think you were angry. I think you... <laughs> I was angry from the moment it kicked off to the moment it stopped. To yeah. Actually, till like okay. Did I? I don't think I watched any other game. Did I? <laughs> I how am I supposed to know? What no, I don't. Because I, do. <laughs> wow. I think if I did, it would be together. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, so you don't know how you did. No. Okay. So let's let. Well, I know I was right, right. with the Dolphins. So let's let's. <laughs> I know I was right on that. Well, you okay? We'll, of, we'll go into okay. that, but but. <laughs> Let's do a little bit of recap and let's, let's, let me tell you who, who you're competing against. Okay. Because the whole purpose of this exercise was that you are the reluctant sports fan. You're not super into this stuff. You kind of have a very, 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 very cursory idea of even who the teams are. You have no idea how to gamble. You don't even know much about sports, but you're going up against NFL insiders who basically write about this. Yes. Every day of their lives. This is who they are. And I picked NFL.com writers, and I'm going to butcher some of their names, and I'm sorry about this, but they're from NFL.com, uh, Ali Benpuri, Tom Blair, Brooke Sersosimo, Gennaro Felice, and Dan Parr. These guys write for NFL.com. And women. But they might be women. They, I, I, don't, I honestly don't know who these people okay. are. I just know that they write for NFL.com, and they're... And they, they are picking games and they've picked games throughout the season and they pick all of the, uh, all of the playoff games and they picked the games last week. So let's review how you did last week. Okay. <clears throat> Against the spread, you had Houston plus two and a half. You had Miami plus three and a half. You had Pittsburgh plus 10. You had Detroit minus three and a half, which was a terrible beat, by the way. Terrible beat. You had Dallas minus seven and you had Philly minus three. Okay. Against the spread, you went one, you went one in five, which is, it's not a good record. Excellent. But one other NFL insider also was one in five. Okay. Um, Gennaro Felice was also one in five. The others had better records, but only one NFL insider had a winning record against the spread. Um, Ali Banpuri was four and two. So what that, what that says is it's really difficult to beat the spread. Even professional right. writers, it's very difficult to beat the spread. Every one of them had a losing record except Ali, and Dan Parr was 3-3, three and three, which means he lost money because when you are even, you lose what's called juice. Juice is the uh, the fees that, that bookies take when you bet. Okay. So you actually need to be above 500 right. okay. to actually win okay. money. So really, the only person that actually won any money, if they were really betting, would have been Ali. And they wouldn't have won a lot because one game above 500 doesn't make you win a lot. Okay. All right. So the totals, you actually were four and two. So you ah. would have won money. Ah. And 
Only one person, one of the NFL insiders, beat you. Dan Parr was five and one, and Brooke Sersosimo was four and two. Also, all the other ones were worse than you. You beat um, everyone else. You beat three huh. out of the five professionals. Okay. Not bad. Um, Not bad at all. And you tied one of the other ones, and the other one beat you. But that's great. Knowing nothing about football, not even right. knowing what a total is, nope. you beat them. And Moneyline, which is just straight up picking the winners and losers, uh-huh. you were also 4-2. Huh. And only one other NFL insider was better, 5-1. Ali Banpuri was 5-1. and one. one other NFL insider, Dan Parr, was 4-2. All the other ones were worse. You beat three out of the five insiders just picking the winner. Right. Which tells you... That picking games is hard in the NFL, even when you're a professional that's supposed to know who the better team is. And you should not be gambling. And again, don't use don't use our picks, and and don't even use the NFL picks, the NFL insider. But picks, certainly you know, not mine. But certainly not. Certainly well, not. you know what? You 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 were pretty <laughs> certainly good. Not <laughs> certainly not certainly the spread. Certainly not picks. the spread. All right. <laughs> so this week we've got four games, and the Dolphins are not in any of them. Mm-hmm. So Saturday. Oh, we should point out that we are recording this before the game start, uh, just like we did last time. We do have a special guest to prove that. Uh, a different special guest today. Hey Google, what's today's date and time? It's two thirteen p.m. today. Did you hear that? Two thirteen p.m. Is it? Yeah, but oh, it didn't give us the right. date. <laughs> today, hey, Google. <laughs> what's the date and time today? It's two fourteen p.m. today. Oh my god. <laughs> hey Google, what what's day of the week is it? Saturday. Today is Saturday, January 20th. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. You only took so three questions. You... <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, it seems like the Echo is more intelligent than Google is today. But anyway. As... Don't say that. I didn't say that, Google. You're gonna, I didn't say that. You're going to start something. You're going to start something. I don't want to start. AIs. I don't want to start like the Terminator War. <laughs> um, so we're recording this about an hour or so or an hour or two hours before the first game on Saturday. And the first game on Saturday is 4.30. It is Houston, the Houston Texans, who last week beat beat Cleveland. And they're going into the number one Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. They are nine and a half point underdogs. So Baltimore is a nine and a half point favorite. The total is 43 and a half. Do you want the records? Is that what you're looking for? No. The Ravens are 13 and four. Ravens are 13 and four. Takes an 11 and, and seven. 9 and 7. 11, 11, 11, 11, and, seven. 11 yeah. and 7. 11 and 7. I'm going to go with the Ravens. You just love Good. favorites. Yeah. Okay. You, you got to be a bit risky. I mean, gambling would, would be boring if everybody goes for I know. A you, so you think the Ravens are going to win by 10 points or more? Is what you're saying? Mm, I just I want have, to confirm right, that right, that's right, what you're I doing. see. I see what you're saying. And if I think they're not going to lose, I, I, if, it, I, if it, I think they're not going to win by more than 10 points, then you're picking Houston. Then I'm going to pick Houston. Okay. I so don't think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win by more okay. than 10 points. So you're picking Houston yeah. plus nine and a half, and you're picking Baltimore to win the game. Yeah. And okay. I'm picking um, about like. And the lot, over, the, over, the total is 43 over, and a half. Over. So you're picking over. Over. Okay. And you're going over. And so let's take a look at the insiders and see how you're comparing to them. 
all of the insiders are picking Baltimore to win, so you're not breaking any news there. Mm-hmm. And let's see, Ali's got the underdog. Brooke has got the underdog. Dan has got the underdog. All of them have the underdog. All wow. of them think it's going to be within nine points. Oh, wow! And I didn't even. Okay. By wow. the way, I did not. Look We're not at looking that. at this. I did not. not. That was just this. pure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're not looking instinct. at this. That was yeah. pure instinct. And um, let's see. Always got the un, uh, the over, 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 under, and over, and on four out of five got over. So she's going with the with the insiders on this one. All right. All right. Good. Next game she's, at 8:15. She's an insider now. That's good. She is an insider, right? She she picks some <laughs> great games. New, maybe I have a new career. <laughs> she's, that's right. Yeah, We're going to contact the NFL. <laughs> We're going to contact the NFL after this, and we're going to see if she's going to write for for their online. Uh, I am a good writer. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Psychology requires good writing. That's true. Um, eight fifteen tonight, Saturday at eight fifteen. The uh-huh. Green Bay Packers, who went into Dallas and spanked the Dallas Cowboys and Dak, and somehow did not cost Mike McCarthy his job. Somehow, and hey, uh, we can discuss we that tomorrow. We don't know yet. He, no, Jerry Jones said he's coming back. Yeah. Okay. You know why he did that? Because he's Jerry Jones, and he just can't have a guy like Bill Belichick coaching his team because Bill he's gonna Belichick do, is, gonna take is, his, uh, is Bill Belichick, right? That's why he couldn't have Bill Parcells there either because, you know, Bill Parcells is Bill Parcells. Jimmy Johnson was there, and Jimmy Johnson is a great coach, and you can't have a guy like Jimmy Johnson, you know, telling so Jerry how, Jones what to do. how are they going to win? But that's a, that's a different conversation. This is this is not the topic for the okay. reluctant sports Th- Those last two minutes were above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what is your opinion of Mike McCarthy's job as the Dallas Cowboys coach? Do you think he did a good job or not? No. Fantastic. <laughs> the reluctant sports fan doesn't think Mike McCarthy did a good job. <laughs> we're going to put that out. <laughs> Green Bay Packers went in to Dallas, spanked the Cowboys. They now go to San Francisco, which is the number one team in the NFC. They are also nine and a half point underdogs. To Who the, are? Uh, Green Bay. Green Bay are the underdogs? The underdogs by nine and a half points. So it's very similar to the other game you picked. Okay, and what's the... Well, oh, it's nine, one thing and a half. Okay. So it's nine and a half points. San Francisco minus nine and a half against Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to win. Yes. Going to win the game outright or yes. are going to win plus nine and a half? They're going to win the game. They're going to win the game. Oh, wow. Look at I'm, you. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with Mary on that one. Because I wow. Aaron Rodgers regret it. That's what, that's what Look I want. Look at that. <laughs> now that is a pick. That is a pick. I love it. I love it. Over or under 50 and a half? Under. Under. Okay. I'll tell you what, if they're going to I win, like it's it. probably like going it. to go under. That's actually, I like it. this is, this right here is why That's you come it. to our show right here. So let's, but do not listen to anything. I, do not, I don't know. I don't know. Do not, do do not, not put your mortgage on this bed. Do, do not, not put your mortgage. Do well, not. don't put your mortgage on it. <laughs> but if you got to spare 20 bucks, you know what? Um, so let's see how the insiders pick this game. All right. They all pick the 49ers to win. So you're on the opposite end of them. All right. Let's see. Uh, Ali has Green Bay plus nine and a half. Brooke has Green Bay plus nine and a half. All of the other ones have the 49ers minus nine and a half. Um, under, over, 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 and under. 
So we've got three overs and two unders. So this one's sort of split, but everyone's got the 49ers as a unanimous pick here on the money line. Really? So you are okay. really going against the grain. And the money line uh, number is plus 345, by the way. So it's actually a pretty good number if you want to get in on this. The Packers I'm not plus going, 345. No, I'm not getting on it. <laughs> I'm not. It's pretty good. All right. Sunday's games. Tampa Bay at your new favorite team, the Detroit Lions. Detroit has not gotten past the divisional round of the playoffs since 1992. And that is going to be a topic, by the way, for what tomorrow. Oh, no. I, I'm saying tomorrow, this podcast is going to come out on Monday. Everything is going to be <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> but yeah. it's going to be about the Lions and the Dolphins. But, um, hey, I'm feeling good about them. The, the, the Lions are favored to go to the NFC Championship game, I think, for the first time in, in 30 years. Wow. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Tampa Bay. Um, I'm going with the Lions. Minus six-and-a-half? Win. To win more yes. by more than yes. seven. Yes. Okay. So I'm you've got Detroit. Yeah, good peak, man. Yeah, good peak. <laughs> Over or under 48 and a half. <laughs> Yay, go Lions. Why not? I'm actually, I actually, I'm actually rooting for the Lions now. The Lions they are now my team. And they deserve yeah, it. The Lions are my team. I'm actually rooting for the Lions. Um, What's the... 48 and a half is the total. Under. Under. Interesting. Under. Okay, let's see what the... Let's see what the... Uh, what the uh, insiders got. So Ali's got Tampa straight up. Everyone else has the Lions, but all of them have Tampa plus six and a half, except except Gennaro, who has the Lions by fourteen. And uh, under, under, over, over, and over. So we've got three overs and two unders. So the total is pretty split, and we've got three on Tampa plus six and a half, or four on Tampa, plus six and a half. So most of them think it's going to be a close game. So you're also going against the grain here. That's right. Like. So you're going against the grain, basically, yeah, on everything so except far. the Baltimore game. So far. So yeah. far. All right. And the last game, this is the one everybody really wants to see. It's Casey at Buffalo. Boo! Uh. Boo! <sighs> Buffalo's well, a two and a half point favorite. They both beat the Dolphins pretty bad i know that look yes look at me look at me look at me spouting spouting facts maria spouting knowledge that's PTSD. she's got got football knowledge that's dolphin's knowledge okay where are they playing oh at buffalo it's kansas city patrick mahomes at josh allen and buffalo minus buffalo's minus two and a half at home in probably cold weather and snow and Rain, garbage. Right, right, right. And you know what? Buffalo. I'm going to. Buffalo. Yeah, in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. I'm going for Buffalo. So we got four Kansas City and one Buffalo. Wow. All right. And uh, we've got the Buffalo is only by two. So all the, all the insiders have KC plus two and a half. 
and only one is Buffalo to win, but by less than two and a half. And the totals, we've got over, over, under, under, and over. So the over, the totals are split. And they're, but they're all like around 45. Right. So they're just barely over or under. I don't know that they pick these, um, these, uh, scores based on that, but they should be because if they're asking me to pick the score and they know the over under, yeah. they should be asking these things. Um, that's interesting. All of them are on KC, uh, with that's the spread. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to be honest with you, Maria. I'm not rooting for Buffalo. Because I just can't root for Buffalo. I'm also not rooting for KC. I'm rooting for Snowstorm and a forfeit. So you're going to hate watch. You're going to hate watch. I am going to hate watch. You are going to I'm, hate watch. Yeah. And I'm also not rooting for Baltimore. Uh, I'm actually just rooting for all three of those teams to forfeit and Houston to just get put in the Super so Bowl. So anybody's going for the Lions. That's what I hear. Lions. And I'm yes. rooting for the Lions. Yes. I like it. I yes. like it. I'm rooting for the Lions to win the Super Bowl. I like it. Um, they, they, they might be the, the, the Cinderella story of the year anyway. You know, there was no drama with them. Yeah. There was, you know, they, they had a very steadily yeah. consistent season. It was good. Good coaching. Yeah. That's right. Jared Goff, redemption story. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Dan Campbell, um, redemption yeah. story. Uh, and Miami's going to kick themselves because they let him go. Yeah. Although, you know, I, know. I think they'll be fine. Um and, and Miami's turn this gonna, into another Miami's becoming the new the new Detroit now. You know, they're gonna be the, the wait, they Stop. have not they have not won a Stop. playoff game. Wait, what what is it for how many for how many it's, years? It's January, January fifth, two thousand. Okay. So he's been more Stay than tuned. Well, stay tuned because this segment is actually gonna be coming out the segment after we're gonna talk about <laughs> that yeah so yeah there, there um, was a just prior, there was a very nice segment on on Dan Lebatar's show where they're saying what happened last time the Dolphins won a game that was stay so tuned <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> you, you might be hearing more about that in the yeah. segment that you just listened to if you were listening to this show and you're listening to this right now you may yeah. have just heard more about that should be fun but but yeah, that's why uh, that's why when you record things out of sequence and you play them uh, out of sequence, you get weird things that happen like this. It well, almost well, seems that's like why time we have a, a, a master producer, right? But I'm not going to edit it. It's just going to be <laughs> complete and total incompetence because that is that is our hallmark. That's, that's our total brand. and complete incompetence. <laughs> we are we are the the incompetence psych effect is what we are. Yeah. Aww. Anyway. Uh, thanks, Maria. You're uh, welcome. You're going to come back again and pick the, the championship games, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And then the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. 100%. Right. Cool. You're going to have opinions. Awesome. All right. Lot, lots of Hi, guys. opinions. Okay. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy football. Next week. Bye. Thank yeah, you. Bye. Go Lions. heard of the uh, happiness equation yes yeah yeah what is your understanding of the happiness equation i think it has to do with expectation expectations and and reality whatever all right so again bringing this back to sports there's um why are if why are the dolphins unhappy or why are dolphins fans unhappy why are 
say like Houston, Texas fans, even though they lost yesterday, or the Lions fans, for instance, pretty happy with their season, even though even if the Lions say they lose today, they'll probably be pretty okay. They'll probably be pretty happy. And I would argue it's because of expectations. Now, expectations are not static, right? So let's go back to August. And let's say if I told you in August, as a Dolphins fan, I'm going to give you two is going to play all 16 games or 17, all 17 games. He's going to be the number one rated passer in the league. He's going to throw for the highest amount of yards. Um, Tyreek Hill is going to have 1,800 yards. Mostert's going to have 21 touchdowns and lead the league, or he's going to tie for lead league in touchdowns. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to end up in Kansas City and lose in the Ice Bowl. Would you take that as a Dolphins fan at the beginning of the season? Would you take yeah. it and be like, you know what? Compared to, compared to last season? Course, I, I'm yes. going to take, compared to last season, I'm going to take that. Of course. Probably you'd take that. And, you know, and you'd be like, did. you know what? Y'all did. You know, you'd be like, it, no, it was a fun season. I, know, I'd rather have more, records. but you know what? Two is going to play all of them. Tyreek Hill is going to be the number one receiver. We're going to have all these fun games. We're going to score 70 points. I'll tell yeah, you, yeah. we're going to score 70 points. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'll take that season. Yeah. And, and you know what? At the end of the season, we got all that and look at where we are. We're screaming at each other that Tua is not a game. He's a game manager. <laughs> we need to trade him for, for Justin Fields. Are you kidding me oh right God. now? You got get yeah. out of here with that stuff. Tyreek Kill isn't, isn't good enough. Oh my God. Uh, Mike People McDaniel forget. needs to get fired. Look at us. No. We're screaming I think that our season was plagued once again by injuries. Correct. And what happened Various was. Various injuries. The Dolphins raised expectations because they went 10 and 3. Okay. And everyone expected them to win the AFC East. And when they didn't, we got disappointed because the expectations got ratcheted up. All right. Yeah. The Lions, if we came in at the beginning of the season and said, What are your expectations for the Lions this year? All the Lions fans, based on the history of the Lions, probably are sort of like, Well, if we could be in the hunt, we'll be pretty happy. And look at what they're doing. If I told you at the beginning of the season, the Lions are going to be number two in the, in the NFC, have two home playoff games, and maybe end up in the NFC championship, you'd be like, give it to me, baby. Give it to me. But I'm never going to believe that. And look at yeah. where they are. Same with Houston. CJ Stroud's going to be an amazing quarterback. He's no one believed that. Look He's how happy they are. So, so the point here is, all right, that happiness, the equation for happiness is reality divided by expectations. And I tell this to my patients all the time is the happier you are is how you manage your expectations. And if you hate ratios, you know, it could always be happiness, uh, reality minus expectations. But if you ratchet up your expectations to a level where your reality can't ever match that, or exceed that, you're going to be chronically unhappy. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people do that. And I don't know if that's your experience in your practices. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily say it like that, but you can twist it so many different ways. You, I usually go with perspective. I My, my, my buzzword with my patients is perspective. And I, and I tell them, I usually put them in a different situation with what they have currently. And I say, nothing has changed except your environment 
and they realize that they're making too much of something, right? They they over stressing about something that they could be less preoccupied about. And when when we change their perspective, then they kind of feel like they kind of realize that much of the stressors is self inflicted, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's all about a point of view or, or you know a perspective and 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 ma- like you said, managing expectations. You know, um, if you don't, if you live in in a world that's not real, then most of what you expect to have is probably will not happen because it's not real, right? Okay. But Which is you, 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 you right? You, you and, uh-huh. and, and, and simple. You you cannot dream of having a, a mansion if you're not working. For example, if you're having a a, a you know a twelve dollar hour salary, so. Of course, you'll be you'll be miserable because you're striving for something that you can't have. Yeah, I I I get a lot of people that are even even with smaller expectations, and these are these are black and white expectations. My, you know, I want my kids to get A's and everything. Okay, A's, all right, that's fine. But perfect scores and everything, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I want my kids to listen to every single thing I say. Uh, kids are kids, right? Kids are kids. Oh, living in a dream world on that one. Outside, we're we're talking outside of disease now, right? Because manic people, depressed people are are not thinking straight, right? So we're talking about people that are not in disease states that are mostly in kind of a therapy state that mostly just need some therapy, that need some correction and thought process. Mm-hmm. When you ratchet up the ideas about your life, when I was when I was 20 years old, and now I'm 47. When I thought where I was going to be at 47, I thought I was going to have this job, and I thought I was going to have this house and this husband or this wife and these amount of cars. And now I'm not here, and now I'm in a midlife crisis because I'm sad that I'm not where I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. My expectations for my life are not matching my reality, or my reality are not matching where my it's expectations are. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. I'm in therapy. And what we have to redo is now we have to reset our expectations to match our reality. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And I don't do therapy, Suzanne. It's, it's sort of your domain. I don't do therapy either because I evaluate people, but I have done therapy. And yeah, it's about bringing a person back to a different version of reality. Right. So they have in their mind what they see as reality. So if they want, like Steph was saying, they want a mansion or whatever, but yet they're unemployed, they're not actively seeking work, they're doing these temp jobs here and there, and they're not really looking for anything. Well, something has to change at that point. Right. So you either have to do something that's going to get you closer to being able to afford things, maybe not a mansion but maybe some type of housing, right, that you own. Um, or you're going to have to bring your expectations down and figure out where you're going to be living and that that mansion is not going to be attainable doing what you're doing right now. Um, you know, and then we have people that go on these false hopes of I'm going to win the lotto or, you know, I have my $2 million puzzle that I just finally finished last and, week. We and finished it. we finished it. We did it. Um, did you get your dollar? We're a great team. We got a dollar. We yeah. got a dollar um, out of it. But and are you? And how is your happiness level? It is a sense of satisfaction to complete that puzzle. I'm sure. Yes. I can. I can see the disappointment in your eyes. Well, you know, listen, 
million dollars would have been great. This is the perfect example. Bucks would have been the great. But perfect, no, perfect example, example of, expectations. Of, of expectations not I, matching what, reality. I didn't go into the puzzle. We didn't go into the at least I didn't go into the puzzle expecting to win a million dollars. But you expected more than a dollar. No, because the last time I did this, I think I won like 50 cents. I thought it was a million dollar. They had other versions of the puzzle previously. Oh, okay. But it's really about managing that person's yes. expectation. Yeah. And if their reality isn't happening to meet those expectations, then one of those things has to change. But we know that behavior change is one of the hardest things to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And would you guys would you guys say it's the therapist or psychiatrist or the provider, you know, mental health has so many different providers, the provider's role or responsibility to not necessarily quote unquote bust the patient's bubble, but to really set them back into reality. This is oh, not absolutely. possible. This is not going you know taking straight. You can't not do this, you cannot do that. Yeah. Well, not not that way, but when patients come to me in my office. I set expectations for them with regards to treatment and medication. Sure, sure, sure. Because right. I, I that way I don't get, um, I don't. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna get pushback with certain people. You're gonna get pushback no matter what with certain personalities, right? Right. But you're going to get a enormous reduction in pushback when you set expectations. Okay. Yeah. But so. When, when, when patients come in and they say, well, you know, they have these set of issues, I'm going to prescribe a medication without them even asking me, I say, yeah, here's them. what you're going to expect with it. Here are all the side effects. Here's all the things it's going to do. And here's what it will do for you. And here's what it will not do for you. Right, okay. Right, right. The medications will never make you happy. And so when they come back in a month or two and they're like, well, I'm not happy. And I'm like, well, yeah, I told you, you're not going to be happy. They don't come back to me and say, I'm not happy. They come back to me and say, you know, I feel better, which right, is what right, they're right, supposed right, right. to do, but right. they're not going to be happy. This this equation is less science-based and more yeah, philosophy-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so. but it does work. And, and I think the pushback on this thing is that it limits hope. And... Uh, because, you know, you can always hope for bigger things. You know, I want to be a millionaire and I want to get all these houses and I want to have, you know, a, a spouse that does all these so things for would me. You tell I should patient, strive for you these You will never or you cannot or it's not it, really Right. You should, never, you should never say never and stuff like it. it was a Bond movie called Never Say Never right. Again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was a terrible movie, by the way. And Goonies uh, Never Say Die. They what? And never Goonies say Never Say Die. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, but I think those two things are different, right? There's hope, which is belief or better belief without evidence. Well, I guess that's faith. But a hope and you can strive for something with hope, but but you can still have a realistic understanding of yeah. where it is. You know, yeah. I hope I can win the lottery. Okay. But I know that if I don't play, I'm not going to win. Right, it's not it's just not going to happen, right? But even right. if I do play, you the chances not. are something in a billion or something like that. I I hope I can win, but I know I'm probably not. Are your chances right? it, it, better getting struck by lightning than winning the lotto in some cases? Is it? I think so. I mean, we yeah, could look so. that up. <laughs> but well, speak amongst yourselves. I'll look that. <laughs> but but, but yeah, but I, I think I think hope is like we're saying. Hope is an ideal. It's not well defined. 
where people come to you sometimes and they tell you those, those elaborate plan, elaborate, you know, uh, I'm going to have this next year and I'm going to have that next year. And as a provider, sometimes I feel compelled to tell my patient, it's great that you have this idea, but the chance that that happens is really slim to none. Yeah. So let, let's let, let's be careful with what you're wishing for because it might possibly not happen. You got to be responsible in, you know, hope trafficking has to be something done with responsibility, right? So. Oh, I love that. Hope trafficking. That's great. You shouldn't traffic in hope. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the odds of getting struck by lightning or let's do the odds of winning the lottery is one in 292.2 million. This is the Powerball. The odds of winning the Mega Millions is one in 302.6 million. The odds of getting struck by lightning, one in 15,300. Wow. <laughs> wow, <Okay>. indeed. <laughs> Bring it home with our mental health tip of the day. Day full of hiccups? Need a shake up? Listen up. It's the Psych Effect Podcast Mental Health Tip of the Day. 2024 Mental Health Tip of the Day brought to you by Still Nobody. But maybe if we get Aaron Rodgers, we'll finally get it. We'll finally get a spot. No, 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 no. He's, he, no, no. He's going to send us in path in a cave. With some mushrooms. Oh, I'd, I'd be okay with that, to be honest with you. I'd be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> Mental health tip of the day. <laughs> Steph, go for it. Okay, guys. Um, so that's still in line with what we discussed earlier about expectations. You know, and you mentioned that earlier, Dimitri, about your patient and what you tell him in times of treatment. I tell my people all the time, anxiety is not necessarily your enemy. It's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Granted, if it does not... If it comes to a point where it's debilitating, of course, we have to address it. But anxiety is part of life. And I tell people all the time, animals, human beings, uh, all beings in, in the world have anxiety to keep them alive. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a protective factor. When you cross the streets, if you're not anxious, you probably won't look left and right. So you might walk in, you know, deliberately and get hit. So anxiety is part of what keeps you alive, but also could be part of what keeps you motivated right when you have that anxiety about dating a new girl right you have those 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 butterfly in your stomach or guy it's just frightening yeah. or guy or guy girl guy whatever you want to date you have that feeling in your stomach it's because you're excited about it right it gives you some new emotion so i always tell people to manage anxiety understand anxiety you know learn how to manage it learn how to interpret it and know that you can live with some level of anxiety the goals will never be to have zero anxiety. That's un that's unattainable. That would be unrealistic. And once you set the goals and expectation, then your patient has a better chance to do better. And also abnormal. Not zero having anxiety would be abnormal. abnormal. Exactly. Right. You'll be a psychopath, for example. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if I can add anything to that. I think that was said perfectly. I, I tell my patients that all the time. Actually, they come in and you know they're uh, going back to the expectations versus reality thing that we were just talking about, uh, they sometimes expect not to have any anxiety. And I ask them that, I say, where do you expect to have your anxiety level? So I say on a scale of one to 10, for instance, right. where were you mm -hmm. 
where were you when you first came in? Where are you now with your anxiety? Sure. Where 10 is, you know, I can't, I can't function. Like I can't leave the house because I'm so afraid. And one is puppy dogs and roses and I have zero anxiety. And some of them, and I say, where do you expect to be? And some of them say one. And I say that that's absolutely yeah. completely unrealistic and that's pathological. Meaning that you're a serial killer, <laughs> 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 you know. Like I hope you're not going to be a one. Um, and and some of them say like there are three or four, and I'm like, well, then you're probably you're functioning. Yeah, you're that's pretty small. good. That's where yeah. you're supposed to be, uh, because right. if you were any less than that, then you'd probably just walk across the street in the middle of traffic because you have no anxiety you at all. You'd put yeah, your hand yeah. on a hot stove because that's you're right. Exactly. I have an anxiety. Sure. About that's right. So anxiety is a part of life. It's completely normal. It's when it becomes abnormal. It starts to impact your daily I life. I think it's more when eat. it starts to impact your life. Um, that's right. And impact your functioning. That's right. That's yeah. when, you know, seek some help and guidance right. and it's manageable. Yeah. Right. And, and there's a reason just to wrap it up. There's a reason we say to people, we tell people all the time, listen to your guts, right? <laughs> because when you have anxiety, you might hear something you might feel something loose you know something coming up or going down it's because those are your your innate physiological protective you know uh, factors in your body tells you hey this is not a good situation walk away walk the other way hey this 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 fight's gonna break out walk the other way that's normal right i think you just came up with a new segment for another time yeah. Should we or should we not listen to our gut instinct? I know. I know what you say. I mean, you've, you've been, you've been, you've been notoriously last year. You were notoriously preoccupied with your guts. So maybe this that, year should be different for occupation. As you get older, you get preoccupied with your guts. Yes. What <laughs> <laughs> So, so That's I think gonna we're gonna. The title of the segment: preoccupied with your guts. Preoccupied. Preoccupation. That's the new segment that we'll do next time. Preoccupation oh, with your guts. Being preoccupied with your guts. Alrighty. Alrighty, guys. Uh, as we always say, like, follow, subscribe, comment. If you know Aaron Rodgers, let him know he's invited. And if you if you come across Aaron Rodgers, uh, let him know that he's invited. Yeah. See you guys next week. Go Lions. Bye. Bye. The previous podcast is for general informational purposes only, and represented the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick. Dr. Stefan de Graff, Dr. Suzanne Mignon, and the guests. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services and should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.